Welcome, welcome to the English podcast with Tommy from learnenglishwithtommy.com. Yeah, welcome, welcome to the English podcast with Tommy. I'm Tommy, and this is again the English podcast. I mean, what else would it be? You know, it's the English podcast with Tommy, and I'm Tommy. I'm your, I'm your host. Um, for those of you who have never heard of this podcast before question would be why have you never heard of this this is like world famous this has been around the world more times than i have um in my in my studio somewhere in the middle of costa rica i have my first guest from costa rica who i no, wait you're not from costa wait oh no no in my in my studio in guatemala is my first guest from costa rica who now lives in who now i'm i'm confused who now it doesn't matter. Fuck. Who cares? Her name is Miss Gio. It, it's it's your energy it's your energy which is yeah. which is running through me and is causing chaos but you know we love we love chaos chaos is good chaos is important in this um it's important to have chaos in your life. Um, for those of you who don't know Miss Geo, Miss Geo is going to introduce herself a little bit. Just give us a short introduction about who you are. All right, so I'm an English teacher and I am the founder of the Language Circle, which is an online English learning program. And like Tommy said, I am from Costa Rica, but I've been living in Guatemala for the last seven years. I live in Antigua, Guatemala, for those of you who are familiar with Central America. Um, and that's it. I am, what, 41 years old? And here I am. You're not 41 years old. If you're 41 <laughs> years old, that makes me about 77, you know? <laughs> you do not You do not look like you, you have aged a day since you were 20. Let me oh, just put it out there. I appreciate that. I, I wish that, that was true, but yes, I am 41. I'm nine, born in 1981, so I'll be 42 this year. Oh, wow, that's amazing. You know, we, we love we love people who, we love diversity here, and we love people who bring energy on this podcast, and we love people who are older than me, you know, because that means they have more experience than me at teaching. Wait, how, how old are you? Oh, I'm not going to say that, because that, that would make me feel guilty, because I am 33. I remember being 33. <laughs> <laughs> we only live once, so I'm, I'm trying to enjoy every year of my life, you know. Um, yeah. and in, the, you know in the summer, I'm going to be 34. So, you know, times are ticking, so, so to speak. It, do, it does go by fast. I mean, 30s are amazing. It was the best decade of my life so far. It was great, so enjoy it. <laughs> um, we're not here to talk about, partially we are, we are here to talk about you. But we're also here to hear about how you learned the English language. And when we when we sort of got together on um, Instagram um, not so long ago, I tried to ask, I asked you a few questions about how you learned the English language. Because, you know, we have to remember Miss Gio here is one, is one of the many NNEST teachers, non-native English speaking teachers. And, you know, not everyone has the advantage that they can travel to the US, they can travel to the UK, travel to Ireland, travel to Brazil, uh, travel to other English speaking countries. So, how did you learn English? All right. Uh, well, first, 
started learning English when I was in primary school. And uh, I was not a big fan. I actually hated going to English classes. It was really boring and, and just, I didn't get it. I had no idea what I was doing there. But my parents insisted that I learned English. Um, so after that, I went to secondary school. It was a bilingual school. Still didn't like it until I turned 15 and my parents sent me to England for a year to study English. Yes, I was in Manchester for a year. I loved it. Amazing. I love the weather and everything. Really? And, you, like, um, you, you, yes. like, you, like the, you like the British weather? I did. I actually like cloudy, foggy days. It's one of, like makes me feel nice and cozy. So I like that part. Is something, is something, was, is something wrong with you? But no, like not, you know, no, I'm not trying to poke. I'm not trying to, not, you know. Just so that people know, Geo has something called ADD. 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 Yeah. So attention deficit disorder. Now, you know, we're not we're not here to poke fun at people with with disabilities. We're not here to poke people with with uh, anything. But you just said you liked the English weather. Now, for me, English weather is depressing. It's cold. It's windy. It's wet. You know, and on the very rare days that you see the sunshine, you think it's a perfect day. Everything is going to be perfect. But by lunchtime, from where I come at least, the clouds have rolled in and it's starting to rain. So tell me, how exactly can you like or how did you like the English weather? I guess I was born on the Pacific coast of Costa Rica and it's, it's hell. It's so hot. Like average temperature is 39 celsius every single day it's ridiculous so i guess it was a big change for me uh to not be sweating to not be dehydrated i actually put on a sweater um <clears throat> be able to be outside you know without worrying about the sun so i liked it yeah and i was there for a year learning english and that, that's how it all started so that was like what well, that was like the mid 90s I'm sorry, again? It was that like in the, that was like in the mid '90s, so like '96. Yeah, yeah, yes, you're good at math. <laughs> <laughs> That's 1997, actually. Well, let me just let me just put uh, you know let me just put this into perspective. Yeah, so you were already in your teens when you went to when you in '97. Mm -hmm. Me, I was still at primary school at the age of eight. You know, so you know there are a few years difference between the two of us here, but that you know that's not a problem. Um, so when you when you came back from um, from Manchester, that must have been sort of like a, a massive boost for you. You know that you've been to an English speaking country, you've immersed yourself in the British culture in Manchester, which is a very famous city for in industry and for um, you know amongst others. A lot of, there are lots of artists who come from Manchester. So tell us, you know. After you've come back from the UK, you had to you had to keep that sort of momentum going with your English, with English learning, with English speaking. How did you do that? Well, right immediately right after I got back, uh, my parents, of course, wanted me to continue learning English, so they put me into this uh, local school. Um, it was actually called the British Institute. Mm. So uh, I studied there for a few more years, maybe two or three more years. Yep. Until I finally got my, my C2 certificate. 
and that's when I, yes, <laughs> it took a lot of work, it took a lot of time, so people, uh, it's good that people understand that it takes time, even though I lived in an English-speaking country uh, for, I was totally Martian for mm. a year, um, it still took me extra time and additional years to complete the process and get to, to a level of, uh, you know, fluency that is considered very high, so um yeah that that was it and then after, by that time i was you know a young adult i started working doing customer service uh, in english and you know just kept developing it's just i've, I've never stopped learning since mm. the first day i'm still learning yeah well good you know even if you're a native non-native we're, we're always learning you know i mean there are, yeah. i left the uk almost 10 years ago uh to move to germany and since then, the English language has evolved so much. You know, in the 10 years yeah. that I've moved away, it feels like it's a completely different uh, world to what I left 10 years ago. Different words, different phrases, people poking, you know, people making, people using uh, nasty language to poke, you know, to look at, to talk about people. You know, it's, it for me feels like a completely different country. 10 years ago, or, you know, at least in my mind, up until 10 years ago, the English, the English language and the British people for me were acceptant of many other people, of immigrants, of non-natives, of people like Gio here, you know. But now it's turned sour. It's a completely different country. But we're not here to talk about, we're not, talk, we're not here to talk about that. We're just, you know, that's just sort of like me just trying to be, trying to put a conversation together, you know. Part of the beauty of languages that they are always evolving and changing, right? So. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And um, you said to me in Instagram chat that you love series, in particular reality TV. <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, you know, like I, I know most people consider reality TV to be very cheesy, and, and I don't know, uh, not not everybody's a fan. I always ask my students, "Hey, do you, do you like reality TV and reality shows?" And they're like, "No, not really." I'm like, "Why not?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, you should be watching this because it's really actually very good. I think it's a good tool for for learning and for practicing English. And I've always been a fan since like early 2000s. I saw my first reality show, mm. and um, I just, I, you know, got hooked. I, I like them. I, it's entertaining. It doesn't say it's easy to watch. You just, just, you know, just leave the television on, and there's always something going on. They know how to edit the show so that you're you're caught in the middle of whatever type of show it is, because there are different types of reality shows, mm. and that's another thing that I want to make clear. Uh, which ones are the ones that I like? Um, so you know, I, I I do enjoy watching them. Is that a cat I can hear behind you? I'm sorry. Yes, my cats are here in my office. Uh, they live here. Uh, they're not allowed to go outside, so they're meowing all the time. I'm so sorry. I apologize. No, we you know we love we love having animals on the podcast. You know, we end with. Yeah. We, we find inclusivity is important, especially when it comes to our feline fiends or feline friends, you know. Uh, yes. Did I also hear barking in the background at the beginning of, the, at the beginning of this? Yeah, the dogs are, hey, the dogs are downstairs. I'm sorry, she's putting the cage uh, The dogs are downstairs and the cats are upstairs. So I have a lot of animals. I rescue animals. You rescue animals. That's a beautiful yeah. thing. And um, back to the story. So reality TV shows. Now, for those of us who don't know what a reality TV show is, please 
indulge us. What does reality TV really mean? Okay, so reality TV is basically, uh, it, there are different types or type of shows that follow people's lives. Um, maybe celebrities and, you know, they record their everyday living. I'm not a big fan of those. And then you have the competition shows, right, where people uh, are trying to compete for a big prize. Um, I like those. Uh, I like the ones that are related to uh, creativity, like fashion designing, um, cooking, um, makeup. The, because I like I like those those areas. They're, those are things that I would like to to, to practice in life. Um, so I like I like those types of reality shows. Usually, when there's a competition involved, um, or there are challenges too. So you know that's basically what they present. I also watch some of the ones that are like looking for romance and people trying to find a, a partner because I think they're funny. Uh, but those are like the secondary types. <laughs> so basically reality TV shows is basically about reality, about life, about real life situations. Is that what, is that how learners can understand this? Exactly. It's real life situations, real people, um, real words, real language being used all the time. Um, you know, it's just, just you can listen to people speak as they would in real life yeah. uh, using uh, current vocabulary, current expressions, current phrases, which I think is super important. And you can also get immersed into a variety of accents. You can listen to people from different places, different locations, even in the same competition. Uh, you know, they come from different areas or different backgrounds. So that allows you to to adjust and adapt your your listening skills to all types of pronunciations, which is super important when we're learning, right? Exactly, exactly. If you only listen into one accent or one type of way of speaking speaking a language, then your ears will you know your ears will only become sensitive. You know your your ears will not be able to tune into the different the different accents, dialects. You know, and I'm learning that myself because I'm watching a, a TV series on Netflix. Documentary, which which is, which is with Chilean Spanish, you know, and I'm am a Spanish learner, um, and you know at university I learned Castellano, Spanish, 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 you know, and I was not I was not exposed to different accents outside of Spain, you know, I mean I had different parts, of, different ways of speaking oh. Spanish language outside inside Spain, but I wasn't mm -hmm. I wasn't. You know, I didn't have my ears tuned into, for example, how you speak Spanish in Central America, or how you speak how you speak it in in Mexico compared to Chile, compared to Colombia, compared to Costa Rica. Completely different, yeah. It's like it's different worlds. It's actually very funny because I, I have a, a friend from Spain, a fellow teacher. She's an English teacher too, and sometimes we compare vocabulary and expressions. And I'm like, I have no idea what she's saying. I don't understand. You know, she doesn't know what I'm saying. And, or we call the same thing different different words. Yeah. So yes, it's important to 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 learn about different uh, places and, and the way that people speak there. And by the way, your your Spanish is great. Well, <laughs> thank you. Teachers. You know, it's been it's been work. I'm working on it. I can't say that it's it's perfection because it's not it's not there yet. It's nowhere near it. But I'm working on it. You know, that's what we. That's what I would also sort of say to listeners: work on it every day. That 15 minutes of active active watching, active listening, active learning. Quick one, because this is interesting. Do you have any favorite 
reality TV programs that you like to watch? Okay, um, let's see. I really liked uh, Project Runway because I'm a big fan of fashion. I'm not very fashionable myself because I like to be comfortable, but I do like fashion as, as an art. And I think uh, it's, it's, it's fantastic what people can create. So I, that, that was one of the first I started watching, Project Runway, I really enjoyed it, watched many seasons. Recently, I saw one uh, based in Britain, and it was beautiful, it was one of my favorites. It was um, about gardening, the big flower competition or something like, I don't remember a specific name right now, hmm. but that one was amazing because it was really a healthy competition uh, drama free, there was no drama involved, no fighting, you know, no, all of that, that you sometimes you can find in, in, in some of, of the reality shows where people get really competitive, but in a bad way. Um, so this one was free of that. And it portrayed some beautiful relationships between the participants and the, the teams. There's a, a story about a father and a son that I really loved. Um, and how they, they went to compete not knowing anything about being professional uh, gardeners. Um, so, you know, that one was really, really nice. I really recommend that to, to my students. Cooking shows, I like cooking, I like baking. So whichever are, uh, you know, related to cooking, I, I enjoy those too. Do you get, um, I don't, like, I don't, know what, I don't know about you guys down in Central South America, but in Europe we get quite a lot of these TV programs dubbed into, dubbed into language of the country. You know, so for example, we'll get the Great British Bake Off, you know, very, very popular TV show in the UK, Great British Bake Off. Um, it's basically every week these contestants have to put together perfection, you know, beautiful looking cakes, beautiful looking sweets and whatever it might be. We get a lot of it dubbed into German because it actually everything is dubbed into German. You know, everything from top to bottom is dubbed into German. It doesn't matter whether it's America, from the US, from the UK, from Australia, wherever it might be, it's all dubbed into German. Do you guys in, in, uh, in Guatemala and Costa Rica, Central South America, do you guys get it in dubbed or do you get it in original language? Well, if you watch it on local TV, then it's really in Spanish. Hmm. You get it in Spanish. But, like, I use a streaming service, so I have the chance to watch uh, the programs in the original language. And actually set up the subtitles uh, to English. Or Spanish, if I'm feeling lazy. <laughs> just depends on how lazy I'm feeling. But if you're learning, if you're trying to learn the language, obviously you got to watch it with... English subtitles and English audio, so you can listen and read at the same time, yeah. right? And, and that's another thing that I think is an advantage of reality shows, like it's a simple plot. You don't really have to uh, understand too much of what's going on. There's not going to be any complicated stories or, uh, you know, vocabulary, any complicated language. So it's easy to follow. You can just watch it and understand by context because you are watching what is happening. Like, they will literally show you the vocabulary right there. It's like, you see, I don't know, artichoke, and they show you the artichoke right there, right? Or whatever it is that the show is about. So you learn tons of vocabulary that you can relate right there in context. And that, that's a fantastic way to learn. That's amazing. 
you know. But you know, there are probably there are going to be some listeners who are in countries where things are dubbed into original, not from original into into the into the language of their country. You know, like like in Guatemala, like in Costa Rica. So then, what what um, what advice would you give to them that they can improve their lang- their English language skills, even if things are dubbed or you know what what would you advise these people to do? All right. Well, um, <coughs> obviously, right now we all have bless you. Thank uh, you. We all have internet access, uh, or most of us, not everybody, but most of us have internet access. So if you can find it on platforms like YouTube or you know any other websites that you, maybe you can find shorter clips, or if you cannot watch the complete series, the complete show, then try to find videos that are connected to, to whatever topic you're interested in and always watch the original language with subtitles in, in English. Mm-hmm. Super. There you go, listeners. You know, I... Listeners keep coming to me, or people keep coming to me, saying, "I still don't know how to improve my English. I still don't know what to do." And yet, the whole time, there's this podcast for you, dear listeners. You know, there is this podcast that you guys need to, li- that you guys can listen to the whole time. And these are free lessons. You don't need to invest lots of money into them. You can easily just find it on Spotify, find it on any other podcast uh, pro podcast uh, streaming website, and. Each week or every two weeks, you'll find a new lesson, you know. And Ms. Gio here has given you a lesson on how to use reality TV show to improve your English. Final comments. If you could choose, let's say, two reality TV shows to take with you on a desert island, where what would you take with you? Which two series would you take with you? Um, that's if you had any that's if you had any you know if you don't have any then let's just take all of them you know we don't mind that I mean I think just reality TV uh, has to be connected to what you enjoy personally right like if I tell you all right let's take these cooking shows and you hate cooking then you're not gonna be interested in watching them right you're not gonna be excited about watching them but maybe um, you like um, restoring cars or you like antiques so there are shows related to to those topics or uh, if you like a little bit of drama and romance then you should watch the ones that are you know about about people trying to find love or trying to find their perfect match Hmm. um so uh, you know like recently i was watching love is blind which is really popular right now in the u.s i don't know if it's popular there in, in germany uh and in europe but it's a, it's a new reality, um, and you know it's really interesting because the concept of the show is basically can you fall in love with a person without even seeing them in person, just talking, having conversations, but not knowing how the person looks like. So the whole show is based on that. People get to know each other um, through a wall. They have conversations for some time, and then you, you can just focus on the conversations because there's nothing else happening around. You know, so you can really listen to the conversations. Um, And they talk about everything. If they decide they like this person, then of course, there is a man that proposes to a woman to get married and they get engaged. And after that, it's crazy, I know it's crazy, but it's fun to watch. 
And then they go uh, to spend a month together. They have to live together for a month. Yeah, they get to know each other. And if they should go to the day of the wedding. Yes, and then make the final decision if they want to get married or not. Yeah, and that's that's where it ends. People uh, decide right there at the altar if they want to get married or not. One person can say yes, the other can say no, or both can say no, you know, or both can say yes until people get married. Um, so you spend the whole show listening to people having just regular conversations about daily life, about having kids, about living together, about relationships, about politics, about religions, family. So all of these topics that we all talk about with our friends. So even though it sounds like a very cheesy show and kind of nonsense, if you think about it, because it is, I mean, reality show doesn't have to be very logical or, <laughs> you know, it's not like something for to analyze and, and get deep into it. But uh, you can focus on the language. That's basically what you're doing, listening to people have regular conversations. So I think that would be a good choice. Why not? You know, okay. just uh, see how you could identify with the things they're talking about. What is your opinion? What is your perspective? And then think about it in English. Analyze what they're saying compared to what you would say. Um, you know, I think that's a, that's a good way to, to practice and actually listen to to people's opinions and be able to interact with people and share your opinion, exchange ideas. It's amazing, beautiful. We'll take, I'll take one series with me then. I'll take Love is Blind. Um, yes, take Love is Blind, you have fun. Geo, All the people are beautiful. <laughs> can you see the box I'm, I'm drawing with my fingers? Can you see this yes. box? Now, yes. I would like you to put your Instagram handle and any other ways that we can contact you into that box? How can we find you on social media? All right, so on social media, you can find me as The Language Circle. If you're looking for me on Instagram, you are going to put a period in between all the words. So The Period Language Period Circle. Yeah, that's me. I'm on TikTok, on YouTube, on Facebook, but the, I am the most active on Instagram, to be honest. It takes a lot of work and a lot of time to be on social media. So, you know, I am on all of them, but I'm, if you want to interact with me, if you want to talk to me, then find me on Instagram. Okay, super. Because when you look at Gio's uh, picture, it has a big TLC. And when I saw this for the first time, you know, because you're all friends with Don Vito, you know, uh, Don Vito Corleone from uh, from Venezuela, yeah, not Don Vito, yeah, you know who I'm talking about, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I saw the big TLC, and I thought tables, ladders, and chairs, or in other words, or te tender, loving care. <laughs> tender, loving care, and I was like, wait, stop. Tender, loving care. That's got nothing to do with English. And then I looked at your profile. I looked at it twice. I had to make sure that I was looking at the right profile here. Um, and I know that you and Vito have done a few collaborations together. So I saw your profile maybe a couple of times pop up in my feed because you guys do a collab or two. Yeah. And I thought, I've got to follow her. I have got to follow Chio because she's got more energy than my three kids put together. <laughs> Trying to make it uh, short, so I decided to go with the TLC part and the tender loving care because we, we care for people, we love people, and we love our students too. Amen, sister, amen. Dear listeners, 
it's been a pleasure that you've been joined that you've joined me again for this episode. You'll join me again very soon for another episode of the English podcast with Tommy. It's another goodbye from Guatemala. Bye guys, thank you for listening and thank you Tommy for inviting me. It's been a pleasure and I'm very excited to be here. Thanks. And it's another goodbye from me. Goodbye. <laughs>